Welcome to this week's edition of Leading with Confidence. My name is Confidence Seleme and I'm your host. This program is proudly powered by the William Seleme Foundation and the Foundation's mission is Enabling Education in Africa. This week I'd like us to talk on a topic I've titled The Challenges of Change. The Challenges of Change. Change can bring with it a sense of excitement or anxiety. It can destabilize teams, organizations, and even entire industries. It is a reality not only of business but of life in general. Let's look at some of the implications of change and how we should respond in order to make change our friend and not our enemy. Instead of causing destabilization, change can actually become a force that strengthens us. As time goes, change comes. Change is time's twin because time affects change. In 20 years time, you'll still be yourself, but you'll have more wrinkles, perhaps some gray hair and so forth. If you conduct your life in a wise manner, the time past will have brought about growth in your knowledge, influence and wealth. Time is always moving, and as time moves, know that change is always coming. Even the things that are not alive are affected by time and change. Buildings and other structures can over time dilapidate. That's why you have renovations to renew and refurbish such structures. It is an attempt to reverse the adverse effects that time has had on those structures. If you can stop time, you can stop change. But if you can't stop time, it's best you prepare for change. Better yet, you should willingly and proactively instigate necessary changes. Resistance and Persistence When an organization or team is undergoing change, you may encounter some resistance to that change. That's because it's often a lot more comfortable to retain the status quo and keep things as they are than it is to change. But those who are unwilling to change are often forced by circumstances to change. For the sake of your organization's future, you have to work through and push through the resistance and persist. Keep making the necessary changes, otherwise your organization will remain stagnant and will not be able to compete effectively. Whether those changes include diversifying your personnel, increasing or decreasing your offerings, adding a greater degree of technology and so forth. If there is a change that needs to happen, make that change. Taking charge of change. Change is one of the major causes of conflict within organizations. It is also something that is bound to happen because change is part of life. We have to be able to take charge of change. Change is inevitable, but you can control what you do about it when it happens. Do you let the change steer you or do you take hold of the steering wheel and begin controlling the direction and destiny of the change? Taking charge of the change also means predicting change and seeing it whilst it is far off and then taking steps to make sure that by the time it arrives, you'll have prepared adequately for it. Taking charge of change means not going into a state of panic as the change takes place, but rather a state of poise and control. It means taking charge of your emotions and not allowing them to rule and dominate you. When people don't take charge of, when people don't take charge of their emotions during periods of change, then change quickly turns into crisis. People can become hysterical and alarmed and things can spiral out of control. Keeping calm keeps things from reaching a state of crisis and chaos. Internal changes. 
There are many types of changes that can affect an organization. Internally, there can be structural changes in management and leadership. There can be physical relocations of offices. There can be retrenchments or restructuring of duties. There can also be a redesign of the corporate identity or a redesign of office layouts and so forth. Perhaps there are changes in the policies and systems of the organization. Let's look at these possible internal changes in more detail. A. Changes in management and leadership. When there are management and leadership changes in an organization, it can cause major upheaval, friction, and conflict. People can become very uneasy because they were used to working with the previous manager and now they have to get used to working with a new one. Oftentimes, new managers and leaders are eager to make an impact or have their presence felt. And so they often want to effect changes within the organization to either spark progress or to have their stamp on things. They may want to fire some of the current people and onboard new people whom they believe will help them achieve you know, their vision for the organization. The relationship between leaders and the teams they are designated to lead is vital for the efficient and effective functioning of organizations. When new leadership takes over, new relationships have to be developed. The leader may have expectations of the team which they may not be able to meet and the team may have expectations of the leader which the leader isn't able to meet. It can be a delicate time in the life of the organization. B. Physical relocation of offices. Physical relocation of the offices can be a distressing thing for some of the people within the organization. Invariably, the change will mean that the offices are now closer to home for some and further from home for others. Some may be using public transport to get to work and for them, they may have an added inconvenience and financial burden. For those whose transport costs will rise as a result of the relocation, it is wise to assist them by covering their financial difference so that they do not feel overly stressed by the change. Many years back, I worked at an organization that was forced to move from its offices because a big multinational was taking over the entire office block. Obviously, this wasn't a planned relocation, but I was impressed at how the leadership handled the situation. They saw it as an opportunity and they went in search of bigger and better premises. The new offices were situated in an even more upmarket area. It turned out that the bigger offices were more a necessity because the organization eventually grew to a point where it was almost double its original size. C. Retrenchment or restructuring of duties. The very same organization that eventually grew to become double in size went through a process of retrenchment some months before the growth and expansion happened. It was a stressful time for everybody in the organization and people were extremely uneasy. Each staff member was called in for interviews where they were informed of the process, but nobody was sure about what would happen. When it was announced as to who would be retrenched, one particular staff member who had only been hired two months earlier went to the CEO's office to confront her about the whole ordeal. He was livid and wanted to find out why she had hired him, knowing that the organization wasn't in a stable financial position. The atmosphere within the organization wasn't pleasant at all, but after some time, the dust settled and some balance and stability was regained. The growth that occurred afterwards was spurred on by the signing on of a new client who had big budgets and he desired to create great work. The CEO decided to bring a new creative director on board who would head up the creative department. 
The issue was that there was already a creative director in the agency and the change meant that there would now be a restructuring of duties and he would be reporting to the new creative director. He resigned soon after. I had worked closely with him in the organization and before leaving, he told me that there wasn't any room for him in the organization anymore. He felt that it was time for him to leave and it turned out to be the right decision because he went on to start his own agency and became a success. He had been thinking about starting his own agency but he had put it off for a very long time and now change had come and it was forcing him to change and stop procrastinating. If you don't change in time and out of your own accord, life will often create a situation that forces you to change. There's another former colleague of mine who was possibly removed from the organization and just eight months later, he was flying to England, Liverpool as the head of his own PR agency, which he had been running on the side for some time. The change that life brought upon him literally made him soar to greater heights. D. Redesign of the corporate identity and office layout. Sometimes organizations go through changes in the look and design of the organization, perhaps a new logo and corporate identity. Even the office layout may be changed for ergonomic reasons or in an effort to increase efficiency. Or maybe it may just be an attempt to improve the aesthetics. Cosmetic changes can have an impact on the mood or morale within the organization. They can enhance the appeal and visual impact of the organization and even change the way that the external environment perceives it. Internally though, you should not seek to fix deep-rooted issues with cosmetic changes. Changing how the organization looks will not fix the way people feel about the organization if the culture and behavior of those within the organization, especially the leaders, remains the same. Redesigning the corporate identity and office layout will not cure the organization of a cancerous culture. Culture interventions and long-term cultural transformation strategies are needed in order to remedy the issues that reside at the deeper levels. E. Changes in the internal policies and system. It may be decided that changes in the internal policies and systems need to be effected, perhaps as an attempt to increase productivity or to streamline functions. Such changes must be thoroughly and adequately communicated and understood. The reasons for these changes and the benefits of the changes must also be explained so that there is a wide buy-in and adherence. Some of these such changes may require that people undergo training. For example, if there is a new software program which the organization will be using, perhaps for the capturing of timesheets or Maybe there's a new way of managing the supply chain, payments and so forth. If you don't train people with regards to such changes, then you can't fault them for not adhering. Now let's discuss external changes. Externally, there may be industry-wide amendments to the legislature or there may be downswings or upswings in the economy. There may be changes taking place in terms of technological advancements or perhaps the political landscape is changing. All these and other external factors can affect them. All these and other external factors can affect the normal or regular way that the organization operates. Let's look at these possible external changes in more detail. A. Industry-wide amendments to legislature. Sometimes laws are passed that have a huge impact on how an entire industry operates. One such example is the ban on cigarette advertising, which affected the way that the tobacco industry marketed their products. 
legal restrictions prevented them from putting out those big TV ads, uh, billboards or radio spots promoting their products and they had to find other ways of promoting and marketing or advertising. Imagine working in the marketing department of a cigarette brand and suddenly you could no longer brief your advertising agency to come up with big exciting ads which would prompt people to purchase your brand. Your whole strategy would need to change and if you lack the flexibility to change and adapt, you'd soon be out of a job. Oftentimes, change demands that we tap into higher dimensions of our creativity in order to solve the challenges that the change has brought about. B. Downswings or upswings in the economy. Economic downswings and upswings have become a natural part of business and those who are savvy have learned how to predict them and how to use them to survive and thrive. In economic downswings, when things seem slow and sluggard, businesses can be hit so hard that they are forced to close down, especially smaller enterprises which do not have the financial muscle to withstand such hits. But of course, these changes in the economic climate affect businesses of all sizes and in different industries. For example, during the economic downsizing of 2008, there were major layoffs and foreclosures in the property sector, financial sector, automotive sector, and other big industries. Ask yourself whether your organization is geared up to take advantage of both the upswings and downswings in the economy. Remember that it's not everyone that cries during the downswing. Some people rejoice because it means they can purchase assets such as property for a lowered price and position themselves for great wealth when the upswing makes a return. In many instances, how you handle the abundance of the upswing determines whether you'll have the resources to survive and even thrive in the downswing. C. Technological advancements Technological advancements and changes in the tech innovation space have become a norm and such advancements have rattled many industries. These advancements have caused brands such as Nokia to lose share of market and share of mind. Other brands such as Samsung, Huawei and Apple not only adapted to changes in the sector, they have resolved to instigate change and lead the smartphone revolution. Technological advancements have also caused the shutdown of industry giants such as Kodak which led the photo industry for many years. What's interesting about Kodak is that in 1975, an electrical engineer at Kodak, Steven Sessel, invented the digital camera and three years later, their company received a patent for it. Kodak, however, decided to hold back marketing the new technology, fearing that it would hurt its film business, which was earning them big bucks at the time. That decision led to the brand's demise. Had they acted with courage instead of fear, they would probably still be a leading tech company instead of a case study in business failure. Some years back, there was news of meter taxi owners clashing with Uber drivers because they were taking away their customers. The fact is that the transport space underwent a tech transformation and the gatekeepers of that industry were not agile enough or forward-thinking enough and they were hit by the wave. You cannot stop such advancements. The best thing you can do as an organization is to at the very least adapt and at the very best pioneer and lead the innovation. D. Changes in the political landscape when new political parties come into power or a new president is elected, it can have a huge impact on business operation. 
especially if that new party or elected official wants to implement radical changes in terms of policy. If a more socialist policy is adopted in your sector, which organization still make it even though it has been operating in a predominantly capitalist environment? If you are a small to medium-sized enterprise and you've been getting much of your business from the government and the public sector, how would a change in the political landscape affect your business? Is your business perhaps too dependent on the political climate for its survival? Political instability undermines the economic potential of many countries and businesses operating in countries where there isn't political stability tend to fare far worse off than those whose political structures are steady. Like many other types of change, political change makes people feel uneasy and uncomfortable because they are not sure what lies ahead. Although the external factors for change are often beyond our control, we can control how we respond to them. As the adage goes, it's not what happens to you that matters, but how you respond to it. Leaders are agents of change. In his book titled Operation Einstein, Mark A. Cooper says, Life has no remote. Get up and change it yourself. You can't call yourself a leader if you aren't actively changing anything in the world. Yes, change is a natural occurrence and the continually changing business and social landscapes require leaders adapted change. One of the ways you know that there is a leader around is when you begin seeing positive, intentional changes taking place. If there is a leader around but there is no movement and change taking place, you must ask yourself whether the person in charge is a leader or a manager. Managers care about maintaining the status quo, but leaders care about moving their people to greater levels and greener pastures. They come to change and develop people as well as organizations. They are confident of where their people and their organizations can go, and so they galvanize everybody to go on a journey with them. They invest in resources that cause them and their people to grow and develop, and they challenge themselves and those they lead. They understand that when we begin changing ourselves, impacting others becomes a much easier task. Leaders are agents and their mission is to make changes that impact the world in a positive manner. Well, we've come to the end of today's edition of Leading with Confidence. Thank you so much for tuning in. Cheers.